Welcome to Cryptonomics, Principles of Cryptocurrency and Investing. My name's Kurt Robinson. I'll be your gracious host. I'm just here in a park in London, soaking up the wonderful, fresh, cool air before departing for Ireland in a couple of days. I wanted to introduce my friend, Chris Guida. So the other day we had a discussion. Chris is a smart guy, software developer, long-term Bitcoin enthusiast. And you can be sure that when he says something, he'll probably have a solid case. To back it up. So the other day we talked about whether we regret buying Bitcoin or cryptocurrency and what to do if you are in that situation where you bought at the wrong time. We also talk about whether Bitcoin was a pump and dump scheme when it rose up so rapidly in 2017. Thanks so much to all those people sharing these videos and podcasts. Thanks for listening on your favorite podcast app, for pressing like on Facebook, for pressing subscribe on YouTube, and having a great discussion there on Steemit. Thank you so much. Let's get into it. So let's have a look at some questions. Questions for crypto here with Chris Guida. Do you regret investing in cryptocurrencies? I, I think I know the answer. <laughs> not, not, even, not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No well, regrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you regret not selling it at, at a higher point or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, it would have been nice to sell everything right at the peak, but <laughs> yeah, we can't all be that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did sell. I did sell. Uh, I did have a, a very kind of insignificant amount uh, that got sold, like at nineteen thousand five hundred. Uh, all right. Yeah, I had a. I set up a sell on my exchange. <laughs> yeah, so, but I should. Good. I should have put like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> at that level instead of, uh, yeah. but you know, I mean, you never know, like if it's just gonna keep going higher. Yeah, exactly. That's why you, you scale out, like sell, sell a little bit when, when it goes up a lot, sell a little bit and, you know. What about this, when, in 2013, uh, uh, when I got in, like I, I started buying, first I bought a little bit, like one Bitcoin when it was like $10, then later, when it was going up to like two hundred and forty dollars, I was like, "Ah, it's go, it's going into a bubble," and I bought again, and yeah. then forgot about it. And then when it was going up towards a thousand dollars, I was like, "Ah, it's in a bubble again." <laughs> <laughs> I started buying. I bought, you know, all the way up to nine hundred dollars, which is <laughs> which is silly, but <laughs> but you know, the good thing was. I didn't sell even when it went back down to $300 because I saw the potential in it. Yeah. So I think that's something important for people out there. If they bought in towards the top of the bubble, maybe they're thinking, oh, you know, what a fool I was. But if they research deeper into the technology, then they'll realize actually they're onto something good. Right. Bitcoin uh, just always bubbles up. The cycle seems to be getting a little bit longer. The bubbles are not as uh, frequent. Well, they're not as huge as they used to be uh, in relative terms. Uh, Like, so for instance, in in 2013, which you were just talking about, uh, like at the beginning of the year, the price was something like $13. And Mm. as you mentioned, at the end of the year, the price was over $1,000 or well, 
I think it was like maybe December 1st or something like that, where it hit $1,000 or, or $1,100 or even $1,200 if you were on Mt. Gox. You probably didn't get your money out, though. <laughs> if you, uh, <laughs> There's this saying that people in, in Bitcoin say to people who, who talk about, oh, no, like I bought at the peak. It's, it's kind of like, well, if you just wait you know, a couple years, you'll probably be doing fine. So, <laughs> Yeah. So you do expect that cycle to continue, that this crazy, you know, the media will get a hold of it again and run it into a hype cycle and everything yep. like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, um, yeah, I remember realizing that, that Bitcoin had hype cycles like that and just being like, what's going to stop it? Like, <laughs> you know, as long as as long as as long as more uh, like sort of true believers, strong hands uh, mm. discover the technology every hype cycle then the floor should go higher every hype cycle. Um, so I was like, I, I can't see what's going to stop this ever <laughs> except mass adoption, basically, except, you know, everybody basically has their money in Bitcoin. <laughs> and, you know, and it basically it, uh, or it competes with national currencies. Like it competes with, you know, the dollar and, and the yen and, and the euro and all those. Okay, so, so I think we've got to the bottom of that. We definitely don't regret investing in cryptocurrencies. <laughs> Here's another question. Was the Bitcoin miracle rise to near $20,000 last Christmas? A pump and dump scheme like we've seen in the stock market many times. It's <laughs> a good question, actually, because it's hard to define it. Yeah, so I don't think it was a conspiracy. Um, there actually are a lot of like actual pump and dump schemes uh, for a lot of the smaller sort of shit coins. <laughs> Uh, where like any, a scam, yeah, a literal yeah, scam. Yeah, and you and you see those all the time. You probably, you know, if you're if you hang out on Telegram, like you probably get invited to like these these groups. You know, I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you, but like, like if you're if you're in <laughs> if you're in like a large crypto group, then th- there will be like pump and dump schemes that like find find your username and just invite you into these pump and dump schemes. And, and uh, they're open about being pump and dump. Schemes. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, we're a pump and dump, and we'll totally tell you before we dump. Which obviously, <laughs> obviously, they're not going to do that. You know, obviously, you're, yeah. you're the product. You know, you're not you know set up to gain in yeah. that situation. Yeah, um, it used to happen all the time on BTCE. You know, they had that chat box. They call it like yeah. the box. Oh my god! Everybody was like, the worst. I forget. Right, <laughs> I forget the name of the guy, but they were always like, "This guy, he, he said on Twitter is going to buy it." No, <laughs> well, that means you have to sell it. That's <laughs> you got it the wrong exactly, way around. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, if you go, if you go against what the what the sort of uh, the buzz is saying, the news or the troll box or whatever it is, uh, you'll probably have a much better time than if you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with the troll box on BTCE, I, I had to just turn it off. <laughs> just not. <laughs> You'll get wrecked if you try to react really quick. You know, that's definitely yes. not the right strategy. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of short-term noise out there. So, so, so was it a pump and dump? I, I, yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a uh, coordinated pump and dump. I think uh, it's part of a, a Bitcoin's natural hype cycle that we were talking about earlier. Um, mm. Basically, so it's a bunch of factors: the media and people, new people coming in and getting excited. Right. I think probably what happens is the price is low for a while, and then sort of people, newcomers, start coming in and start buying a little bit, and then the price starts going up a little bit, and then some of you know some of the people who bought are in the media, <laughs> and they tell all their friends, and they publish articles, and you know they're all excited about it because you know 
they're holding Bitcoin and they would like to see it go up. And so they start to just flood the, the media channels with all of this positive sentiment. And then of course that's, that spreads and other people hear the positive sentiment, they start buying, the price keeps going up faster and faster and faster. Eventually, you know, there's, the, the market is so top heavy. You know, it's so basically, you know, there's so many weak hands in the market compared to strong hands that it's just unsustainable, it has to crash. So basically everybody at that, like 90% of the market is just waiting uh, for, the, for the signal to sell. And then, you know, some whale sells and then everybody goes, okay, that's it. And then everybody sells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing I've heard about. I guess it's a part of technical analysis. There's a signal that they call putting on the boosters, which is where a price gets to very close to its peak and then suddenly it jumps. So it's been climbing for a while and then suddenly, you know, an extra 20 or 50% in a day. And that's normally the stage, according to, to some analysts, where, where it's up. reaching the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it seems like there's some market manipulation that's a part of it. It's almost like the exchanges or it's some big money holders know to send these signals to each other so they can communicate through the market. Yeah. You know, one of the... the biggest advantage is that a totally free market is that the signals are honest, basically. Um, mm. Like, or at least on aggregate, the signals are honest. <laughs> mm. um, you know, you might have uh, an exchange. So if you're an exchange operator and you get caught, you know, manipulating the market, then you can get sued and you can go to jail. Um, but, you know, if you, there's probably a, plenty of ways that exchanges can sort of manipulate the market to their own gain. Uh, without getting caught. Yeah. So I, I would assume that that all of the exchanges are, you know, at least, you know, employing strategies so that they won't lose more money than they could. Well, another angle would be about Tether. So people were saying that what Tether was doing was using the own, their own money that they were creating, these Tether tokens, to buy Bitcoin and then the price would go up. So it's like the they're basically pumping up the price and then they would sell it and then they'd use it to buy back their own tokens or use it to buy US dollars so they could actually fill their vaults. And so it works up into this crazy cycle. Right. I'm sure there's there's funny business going on on pretty much all the exchanges. Uh, but I think it kind of <laughs> I think it kind of averages out. Uh, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not concerned about it. And I, and I don't think, you know, you know, when you lose a bunch of money in, in a big bubble, you know, when it pops like that, it's easy to be angry and try to point the finger at somebody, but you know, this is how it works. I mean, Bitcoin is a roller coaster and everybody knows that Bitcoin is a roller coaster. And if you lose a bunch of money, I mean, you're playing with, you're playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> in my view, the, the best way to learn how to trade is to just do it. Uh, and don't risk very much money. And then, you, and then, right. as you feel like you're getting more and more comfortable with it, put more and more money in. Um, yeah. But you kind of have to lose money in order to learn how not to lose money. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, don't yeah. don't go all in when it's when it's bubbling up. Don't go all in. Just go <laughs> go part part of the way in. Go, like small. <laughs> yeah, stick your toe in the water. Exactly. Hey.
so much for listening to Cryptonomics. Remember, you can leave some comments on the Steemit thread. We'll really appreciate that, especially if you have some burning questions that you want answered. And thank you for pressing subscribe on YouTube and for pressing like on Facebook and for listening in your favorite podcasting app and for sharing this around to all your friends if you enjoyed it. And remember, stay grateful. Thank you.